0: My twin brother may not speak to me in words, but he communicates through love better than anyone else that I know. Hello everyone, welcome to the Beyond the Waves podcast. I'm your host, Julia Zack and my twin brother Michael has Down syndrome and is my inspiration behind everything that I do. My mission is to share the lessons I've learned in unconditional love through growing up with Michael, to provide a means of healing while empowering you to achieve what makes your heart sing, all while revealing the beauty behind each individual who has Down syndrome. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday and welcome to the second episode of the Beyond the Waves podcast. I am so excited to have you on here. And if you're unfamiliar with our story, then I recommend you take a listen to our first episode where I go into some background behind my twin brother and myself and what the mission behind our blog and our podcast is. I'm so excited to be launching our podcast during the month of October, which is also known as Down Syndrome Awareness Month. And I thought it'd be the perfect opportunity to share the first lessons that I've learned through growing up with Michael. And the one that I'll be focusing on for this particular episode will be patience. And for those of you who have grown up with someone who has Down syndrome, maybe you're a parent, maybe you're a sibling, I think you can back me up when I say that these individuals can be the most stubborn ones that you ever encounter. If Michael ever doesn't want to do anything, there's absolutely no convincing him to do something different, especially let's say if I want to go on a walk, maybe it's been toasty outside like it has been the last three months in San Diego. He refuses to go. He'll sit in his favorite spot on the couch and I'll be like, all right, Michael, let's go on a walk, especially during COVID. I haven't really been super close with my parents. I just want to be mindful and be cautious while I'm around them. And so during this entire quarantine, usually if I visit, we're hanging out outside or if I am inside the house, I'm definitely socially distancing and keeping a mask on the entire time. And one of my favorite things to do with Michael has been to go on walks with him and I'll bring a Bluetooth speaker out. I'll play some good jams and we'll have a great time. And typically I'll have Michael walking on the sidewalk and I'll be walking on the street just parallel with him just blasting some music and he absolutely loves it. And that was something that just kind of kept us sane. It kept us close. Sometimes we'd hang out outside and just sit kind of socially distanced away from each other, but just jamming out to some good music. And as it started getting hotter, my parents live in a warmer tart of San Diego and it gets over 90, sometimes over 100 degrees during the summertime and especially during this time Michael does not want to go outside and honestly I can't blame him I don't want to go outside either and if I when I have been visiting I try to go later in the evening time so we can kind of go out when it's a little bit cooler and Michael refuses to go I'll let him know hey like let's go on a walk let's go outside let's go do something and he refuses. He will keep his butt glued to the couch. Sometimes I'll bring his shoes up to him just so he can start putting them on. He can do them by himself, but he refuses. Sometimes he'll pick up his shoes if I leave them right in front of him and put them back in the closet. If he doesn't want us to do something, he just will not do it. And this has shown up in many different ways. Sometimes if I cook lunch or I cook dinner for him, this was way before quarantine times, he would refuse to get up and eat. He'd sit on the couch. I let him know, hey, Michael, it's time for lunch. Like, look at all this food that I meet you. Come on, let's go. And he'll completely just refuse to get up. He won't move. He won't do anything, which for myself can be incredibly frustrating because you know I spent all this time making something I'd love to have lunch or I'd love to have dinner together and Michael just doesn't want to do it and part of me also realizes you know maybe it's because he's just not hungry or maybe he doesn't want to do anything like I I can't tell him because he can't actually tell me with words what he wants or what he doesn't want and my mom deals with this plenty of times maybe it's getting ready to go to a doctor's appointment or getting ready to visit me and or getting Michael ready for school. Oh my goodness. I couldn't even I just can't even get over the fact how how many mornings Michael would refuse to eat his breakfast, didn't want to put on his clothes, and it would take forever just to get him out of the house. So for all of you parents who know exactly what I'm talking about, I commend you. I know how difficult it can be, and I know how much patience you have learned just through growing up and raising your child and just understanding what things go on. And as frustrating as some of those moments can go, I'm so grateful for how much patience I have learned through growing up with Michael. And there's a few reasons why patience is so important, and I'm not just going to go into why it's important And some of you, if you're maybe not even related to someone who has Down syndrome, you're maybe listening to me and be like, cool, Julia, thanks for telling me all this. But like, how do I learn patience? And don't worry. I promise I'll share some advice towards the end because I think patience. I mean, some people say patience is a virtue. Others say that patience is a form of wisdom because patience demonstrates that we can really truly understand and accept the fact that some things just have to unfold in their own time. And for myself, this truly resonates, especially with Michael. I've mentioned beforehand, but he's completely nonverbal. And if you were to ever ask me if there's anything I would change about Michael, no, I love him exactly the way he is. But yeah, I'll be honest, I wish that he would speak. I always wish that there was some better way for us to communicate with him. We've tried so many methods. I, If any of you, one of you guys are telling me you should try this or why haven't you done that, I promise you we have done it. And some things simply just don't stick or they're just not working out for us right now. And about a year and a half ago is when I finally started to accept that maybe now is just not the time for michael to speak like it was something that i've always wanted to force and i've always wanted it to happen and this act of me wanting to control and this act of me wanting to force it to happen just made it even more painful to experience it made it even more frustrating and now it's one of those things where i'm just letting it happen in his own time with michael sometimes he'll start to speak or maybe he'll start to hum a little bit more and it's just knowing that everything is gonna fold out and happen in its own space. And with regards to patience in your own life, I think it's so reflective in so many moments and it's so important for so many of your relationships, not just with other people, but especially with your own self. And some quote that I really love from Oprah is that the other great lesson has been, all success comes with patience. And with patience comes power. And if you let that sink in, when I hear a quote like that, it kind of makes me realize that patience also means surrendering. Patience means trusting that things will unfold in the way that they're truly meant to be. If you think about success success is a long road. I think especially those of us who are younger, especially those of us who are in our young twenties, who had just graduated from college, we leave school and we want to be successful. We see all these other adults around us. Maybe they're entrepreneurs, maybe they're business owners, or maybe they're just crushing it in their careers. And when you just graduate college, you still get to gain experience. There's still so much life that you get to experience. And finally, I remember when I graduated school, I remember I saw these people owning their businesses and doing their things that they wanted to do. And I had so much pressure upon myself that I wasn't doing anything in time, that I was working too slowly, that I was just going to be really behind on my goals and my dreams. And it was when I finally took a step back and realized that it's so important to carry patience in those moments that there are still skills that I get to learn right now in my youth, that if I take each moment and if I take every day, just day by day, take the lessons that I've learned and apply them moving forward, that in maybe five, ten years, I'll be able to grow something even bigger. Maybe I'll be able to achieve the big things that I wanted to a few years ago. But I just needed to take the time and space to learn certain skills or certain aspects before I get to that bigger picture goal that I want to be in. And I think patience is so important when it comes to your own personal growth. It takes a lot of time to heal from trauma. And when I got into college, I remember I heard a lot of concepts about healing from your childhood trauma and just healing from so many aspects And especially whenever there was any sort of traumatic event, maybe it was some sort of family event, maybe it was the death of a loved one, maybe it was some sort of drama from school or an end of a relationship or whatever it may be, I remember I would put a timeline on myself and expect myself to think, okay, I'm going to be healed from this thing by three more months, maybe this breakup just happened, and one month I'm going to be over it, I'm going to be fine, I'm going to be ready to be out there again. Or if a family member passed away, I'd think, okay, I'm going to be over this in a couple months. Everything's going to be fine. And when we put timelines like that on ourselves, that's what creates a lot of tension. It holds a lot of pressure. And when we are controlling a situation, we're not allowing our emotions to really truly flow and truly be released. And when you start to surrender and you allow patience to settle in... That's when you truly get to heal from whatever things may be going on. A couple years ago, I realized I had a lot of healing to do from some traumatic experiences growing up, and I put those timelines on myself. I remember I was like, "Okay, I know I'm really people-pleasing sometimes. I know that I get scared of speaking up at some other moments. I realize that I can kind of play a victim." And I had this like item, like a to-do list for myself to learn on what to improve and what to fix. And I thought, okay, you know what? I am going to be healed from all this shit in just a few months. And for those of you who are also in a healing process, or maybe you're on your personal growth journey, you learn something new every other day, maybe every week. And it's like layers of an onion when you're healing you're healing different layers. And maybe as you heal one thing, you pull up something else and you're pulling up other traumas or whatever may be coming up for you. And something that I think is so important to remember is that healing is almost like a lifelong journey. That's something that I like to think of it as. And I think healing can be really beautiful and it can be a really beautiful journey. It's not an easy one, but when you have patience with yourself and you allow yourself and you give yourself grace, that's you could find the beautiful moments in your life. And something that I love about patience is that it brings inner peace into your life. Because as I mentioned if you're controlling a situation or you're being in, impatient, it brings a lot of unnecessary frustration into your life. It also scientifically will increase your anxiety and it'll also stress you out. And I don't think you need me to ramble on about how shitty stress is. I think you've all heard about it enough. Stress is just all over the place. So many of us feel stressed. It leads to a lot more trauma. It leads to illness. There's so many things that go on with stress. And that's why I believe it's so important to practice patience. And with patience, it comes with trust and knowing that everything is happening perfectly just the way it's going to be. Some real life examples that I really love to utilize and that I really remind myself is, is let's say you're driving around in your car. If you're around someone who's impatient, maybe it's someone who's honking a lot in traffic or maybe you can't stand waiting in a long line at the grocery store. But if you trust that everything is happening perfectly, you never know what you could be saving yourself from. So for example, I was thinking of things like, let's say you miss your driving and you're on your way to work and you're rushing and you're late and oh my gosh, no, you just ran into a red light again. And I remember in the past, I get so pissed off and I'm like, gosh, like why did this happen? I'd have somewhere to be, I have places to go, like why is this happening to me? And instead of thinking, why is this happening to me? I changed my mindset into what is this doing for me? Maybe because I'm waiting a little bit of extra time at this red light, I'm avoiding a car accident that could have happened. Maybe if I'm waiting a little bit longer in line at the grocery store, maybe I'll bump into someone that I needed to. Or there's just so many little examples where if you just reframe your mind, it just changes what the situation looks like. And I mentioned patience because it's so important when things happen to really take a breath and evaluate what is this teaching me? What am I learning? What can I do in this moment to bring me peace? And there was a study done back in 2007 where they studied people who are patient and they saw they experienced a lot less depression, they experience less negative emotions because they do a better job of coping with stressful or unsettling situations. They were also individuals that were seen as more mindful and they also felt more gratitude and people who are patient tend to have better relationships with their friends and their neighbors they're a lot more cooperative and they're a lot more empathetic and if you're listening thinking okay cool I get all the things about being patient but how do I practice this and there's many ways to do so you don't just need to grow up with the brother who has down syndrome like I did you don't need to grow up with certain aspects or go to a certain patient school, there's different ways that you can practice this and utilize it into your own life. Some of my own personal tips, especially when it comes to gratitude is I think so many people have shared this, but it's so important is if you're starting your personal growth journey, it's so important to start with a gratitude journal. And this can be super small and this can be picking up a journal every single day and writing down just three things that you're grateful for. It takes about, I believe it's oof, off the top of my head, maybe three weeks for you to develop a habit. And if you do this every single day, not only is it shifting your mindset to looking at places to be grateful for, but it's reprogramming your subconscious. So moments where you're feeling frustrated or you're feeling really controlling. If you look in a space of gratitude... It helps shift your perspective and see what else is out there for you. I also really love just the art and the practice of yoga and meditation. When it comes to patience, I think this is really huge. And when you're on your yoga mat, you learn to focus on your breath. And something that I think is really exciting and beautiful about yoga is that you're moving through really challenging poses. But as you're moving through each pose or each asana, whatever you want to call it, your main focus and your intention is on your breath. And by moving your body, it's almost distracting your mind from going into the monkey brain state and to instead stay calm and stay serene. And I truly believe that this place of calmness, this place of serenity, is where you can truly plant the seed of having patience. I remember back in, oof, I want to say a little over a year ago, I was teaching yoga and I used to be so incredibly anxious. And one night I was driving home after teaching. It was late at night. I was driving along in Pacific Beach. It's kind of a busy town here in San Diego and popping on Saturday nights. And I all of a sudden I'm driving over to a friend's house and an RV just blasted through a stop sign and cut me off. And I was probably four or five inches away from hitting this guy. It was out of nowhere. I was driving on a busy road and I don't know how we didn't hit each other, but we didn't, we were fine. And normally in those kind of situations, I would have my heartbeat racing. My heart would feel like it's pounding out of my chest. I'd be really shaky and freaking out and can't really breathe. And in that moment, I was completely fine. And I was about a minute away from my friend's house. So I was like, "Okay, I'm going to park my car and then I'm going to get really anxious. Like, I know it's just going to hit me a little bit later. And I park my car. I turn off the ignition and I'm completely fine. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about yoga is that it really, truly shifts your mind. It shifts your subconscious. If you're dealing with a lot of anxiety, it may not be the cure, but it sure as hell is a really amazing, incredible tool to practice this. And along with meditation, I mean, yes, if you're practicing yoga, you'll meditate at the end. And I think it's really beautiful because like I've mentioned, when you're moving your body you're distracting your mind you're focusing so much on your breath that it releases all the shit that might be in your brain because I don't know about you guys but sometimes my brain will move at five million miles an hour and I have all these thoughts and I need to do this and I need to do that and I have this thing to do and oh my gosh why did I do this and when you practice yoga you have that space to just calm and ease your mind and when you're meditating it teaches you to stay in a calmer state. And to simply be an observer of your thoughts. And I think this is really important when it comes to patience. Especially in the sense of, you know, I mentioned earlier that those who are patient have better relationships with their friends and their neighbors. And I see this especially when it comes to stressful situations. Whenever there's conflict and we need to talk about it with someone or fight with them, whatever it may be. Emotions can really fuel the words that we're saying. And there's so many times I've noticed my friends will say something that they completely regret. Maybe they splurted something out and they regret it later. But in the moment, that's just what they needed to say. And I think something that's so important when you have patience with yourself or with others is that before you ever interject or before you argue back is to simply take a breath. Just by taking a breath before you respond back allows you to gather your thoughts and allows you to make sure that what you're saying is intended with a better purpose rather than just blurting out something that you just want to say. And I think it's just, it's incredible when you practice patience, just how you see it shift your life in so many different little ways. Like I mentioned, you don't have to grow up with someone like Michael in order to learn patience. Patience. For those of you who do have a loved one who has Down syndrome, like I mentioned, I completely commend you for doing so. It is so difficult at times. I totally feel you there during the days or moments where you feel like you're completely hopeless and there's nothing that you can do. And I hope you can take those moments and realize how many times are reflective in other situations in your life and where you were able to take the patience that you learned and apply it to different areas. Thank you so much for listening in today. I would love any of your feedback or if there's any other ways that you love to practice patience, I would love to hear them. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a beautiful rest of your week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please let me know. You can find me on Instagram at blog. And if you know someone who may benefit from today's episode, please feel free to share with them so we can share the Beyond the Waves mission of spreading unconditional love and showing what it looks like to grow up with a sibling who has Down syndrome. I'm so grateful for all of you, sending you all so much love, and I'll talk to you next week.